0: everyone, welcome to the Conway Catholic Podcast, a podcast where people get together and talk about random things ranging from life in college to our nerdy interest to the Catholic Church and everything in between. I am Casey Miller. I am your campus minister and your host. And I am so excited for this week's podcast. Our guest is one of my favorite people, and rather than me trying to bumble through an intro and ultimately forget some cool thing they did, I will let them introduce themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Brittany Brumman. Um As Casey said, I was a former CCM leader. Um, I am a graduate student here at UCA. I'm in the biology graduate program.
0: Um. um it's always so awkward asking people to introduce themselves. Yeah. As um. someone who always get asked, like I kind of have three or four things always kind of in the holster, but yeah. I you know it's so awkward.
1: It is very awkward. I'm a very <laughs> awkward person to begin <laughs> with. So um yeah, every time they ask me that, I'm like, I don't know, my name's Brittany. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, well, what kind of stuff um like what kind of stuff do you do to like just occupy yourself or things you're really interested in or mm-hmm. other than just I'm a student
1: yeah I got gotcha. you um well I um since the quarantine and all that I've really gotten into a lot of different things just because mm-hmm. um I was sort of getting bored with all the other things I was doing so like um I was really into like drawing and painting mm-hmm. and Um, I got bored with that. So (laughs) I was like, um, and so um, I was just, I guess, doing quarantine and lockdown. um, I was just looking for new things to do. And Mm -hmm. so I started by just asking like the people around me, like, what do you like to do? Or like, what do you do for fun? um and so my brother and my sister are really into anime okay <laughs> yeah and so I was like y'all are lame like <laughs> anyway no like because there's such like a I don't know there's like a not a stigma but like there's around like watching anime just I don't there's know there's like
0: preconceptions yeah
1: there's preconceptions yeah. around people who watch anime and I was <laughs> like y'all are lame and then no I was like fine I'll do it like if I was just like, am I, if, ugh, if I was to start like watching one anime, which would it be? And then my brother recommended me one and I which watched one was it. it. It was Your Lie in April, which is like a music type one. Okay. Um, and like it was uh, surrounded by like classical music. Oh. And so it was just about this boy who used to play classical piano Um, before his mom died. After his mom died, he stopped playing it. But then he meets a friend who gets him back into playing it and so i was just like i don't know i was just like oh these are just like cartoons and my brother's like no don't no. say that they're, they're like legit cartoons. dramas <laughs> yeah and so i watched this one and i was like i take back everything i said i'm so sorry <laughs> like it's so good and so from there he just um i kept asking him like oh what should i watch next mm-hmm. um and so i've gotten into watching um uh, animes which are really good mm-hmm. um also, and I also get to enjoy that with my brother and sister, you know, yeah. and that's pretty cool because, um, yeah, we got something to relate to on that. Um, also, what else? I'm listening to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just expanding my music genre, pretty much from just pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, any surprising genres you've dipped your toe in? Yes. Okay, Alexis. Um. She really in- likes listening to BTS, mm-hmm. and um, I liked their new single "Dynamite" that came out. And I was okay. like, "Well, I want to like start listening to their, m- their music, but I didn't know like what album to start with or what song to start mm-hmm. with." Um, so I asked Alexis because I knew she really liked them, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, you give me a list of songs that you really like, and I'll listen to them." And she gave me a list of like <laughs> twenty-five songs. <laughs> I Alexis swear. is probably
0: like. You know, I'm on this. Like, I already had the list.
1: Start in this order. <laughs> yes. And so she had this huge list. And I was like, bet. I'm going to listen to this. So I put it on a playlist. And I started listening to them. And so I really enjoyed their music. Yeah. So K-pop was a genre I did not expect. but um, And then she got me into K-dramas mm-hmm. as well. And so. And K-dramas. Okay. They're pretty much novelas. Like uh-huh. Spanish novelas. Oh, absolutely. Um, but in Korean. Yep. And so I really enjoyed watching those, too. Um, and so, yeah, K-pop, um, rap. So um, not like m- modern nude mm-hmm. rap, like old school rap, old yeah. school hip hop. Um, I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, mainly that. Nice. Uh, I think that's been like the gist of everything. Um I've been okay, so I'm also been trying to like rev up my Spanish because I, even though like my spa- my parents speak Spanish, my mm-hmm. grandma speaks Spanish, everyone in my family does except like me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, just because growing up, my parents didn't really teach us. Um, just because we only spoke, like, English in in school and, like, everywhere else. So they didn't really see the need to teach us Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always wanted to learn because I was like, how am I supposed to communicate with grandma or, you know. Um, I always understood what they were telling me, but I couldn't have a conversation back. Right. And whenever I tried, they would just laugh and make fun of me (laughs) because I was no good. And then I still have, like, a little southern accent. And and so – yeah, my Spanish is not good, so I sort of just, like, gave up on the idea of learning Spanish real mm-hmm. young, but then, like, lately, I was like, I'm going to do it. You know, if they're going to laugh at me, it's okay. It's part of the growing process. Yeah.
0: Well, and some of that's because <laughs> it's family. Yeah,
1: I was like, they're going to tease me anyways, and I was like, I tease my mom whenever she says, like, words in English funny, so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she can, like, make fun of my Spanish. Yeah. So, um, I've been trying to do that because... Um, I would like to have a conversation with my, that, that sounded really sad, but I was like, I would like to have a, you know, conversation yeah. with my grandma that isn't like Spanglish, half English, mm-hmm. you know, like her trying to figure out what I'm saying and me trying to figure out what she's saying. Yeah.
0: So. And I'm sure it's like connecting to a part of your culture that like you have never been able to connect to because. Yeah. Primarily being around English speakers and, you know.
1: Exactly. Especially
0: Southern English. It's a whole different dialect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And yeah, and I even have like little cousins now that their parents are trying to teach them English, and they're like, they don't want to, like, they don't mm. even want, they're like, I don't yeah. like speaking in Spanish, and I'm like, don't say that, no, yeah, like, appreciate knowing it, and stuff like that, and so, yeah, Yeah. that's been another thing, I don't know, there's just been a lot of random things, any like new opportunity, oh, I've been working, oh, that's another thing, I was like, any new opportunity that's been like, coming my way I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try it out if I don't like it then I won't ever do it again but if I like enjoy it then Mm -hmm. that's something I've learned about myself that I enjoy doing um but also been starting to work out because Mm -hmm. uh since my knee surgery it's not been good like yeah so it's been like really hard it's been 11 months out of surgery and it's I still have like a huge deficient like deficiency in like Mm -hmm. my leg muscle yeah and I'm just like ooh, let's like fix that um so yeah I've been running a lot I really enjoy running um I know a lot of people like that's crazy like I know running's like the worst I mean I I would never run I'd rather have things (laughs) strapped to my feet to be able to go really fast yeah
0: um but I've never been a runner but I understand like the passion like hearing the wind Like, blow through your ears and like, yeah, being able just to zone out and just you're focusing on the next step. And to me, that's a lot of just like skating, both ice skating and roller skating is just you get in a rhythm of that step and hearing the whoosh and the sound of your blades or your skates. Like, it's a very meditative thing. So, I get it. Uh huh. You couldn't pay me to run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I get it. Um, and one of the cool things, like, um, you know the coronavirus is absolutely horrendous, and like having to do quarantine like sucks. But obviously, like it's it's for the greater good, so like we're fine with that. Yeah. Um. But one of the, the kind of unexpected things of it is it got a lot of the busyness out of a lot of people's schedules, yes. and I think a lot a lot of people struggled at first with trying to figure out how to handle that Mm -hmm. because we're all especially uh, students or young adults are so used to having every single second of their day planned out and so to have that taken away like you're by and to be by yourself on top of that like that's like the worst of the worst Um, Uh but I think as it went on um, the people who have been able to kind of you know survive it relatively intact (laughs) with their (laughs) mental health found ways of finding those little like uh newness and excitement and novelty um because so many people like normally would never have time to go for a run but they've been running every day Mm -hmm. through the pandemic or like people who didn't realize that they're amazing cooks because they do take out all the time Mm or really simple dinners because they're off to the next thing instead of focusing on like the hour that's in front of them right there so um it's really exciting and I like hearing people like all the things that they've discovered during quarantine um I realized I'm much more of a knee freak than I ever thought I'd possible (laughs) be um and you know obviously like tech and podcasting and um finding new ways to connect to people has kind of been one of the things that um I've been able to do so like getting on discord or google meet to like play cards with people or um online gaming or just getting together and just having them on the screen while you're making dinner and Uh chit-chatting like if they stop by your house um and then, you know, before quarantine, I would have never thought to do that because I'm so busy. They're so busy. I don't want to take an hour of their time mm-hmm. and talk to them while they're cooking dinner because to me, everyone's busy. Yeah. And now it's true. like, what else we got to do? <laughs> right. Um, and so part of me is like, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. You know, whenever kind of things open up more. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll ever a hundred percent go back to the way it was, just because mm-hmm. we've learned a lot of lessons, yeah. Um, from the situation, but um, I know a lot of people have found things that they're like, I'm going to make sure this stays. Like, this has brought me joy. This has brought me peace. Being able to say no to things, yeah, um, has been really freeing. I think for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything you just said, I, was like, <laughs> I felt all of that. Like. <laughs> Cause beginning of the pandemic, like it was, it was really, really hard for me Mm -hmm. because like even just growing up, like anytime I sat down, my mom was always on to me, like, why are you sitting down? You're so lazy. Like you should be up doing something. Like there are floors to mop. (laughs) Yeah. Like I should be doing something any, like, even though I sat down for like two seconds, Mm -hmm. um, I was always being told to be productive some way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I was struggling a lot in the beginning and it was just like, Feelings of worthlessness and useless, mm-hmm. like feeling useless and stuff like that. Cause I wasn't as productive as I was before. And yep. literally the semester before I was like a small group leader. I worked, I had full-time classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always meeting with friends and, um, and then I was also going to physical therapy like my schedule was booked from like I remember <laughs> 7 a.m to 10 p.m and um I was doing all this on crutches too yep. <laughs> so, when you actually use them yeah when let's I actually, be honest yeah when I actually <laughs> use them maybe that's why my my legs still so messed up now <laughs> I didn't give myself time to heal yeah. um but yeah it was like super busy and then um everything went online and they're like, no. And professors were canceling class all the time. Mm -hmm. And then all these, everything went online. And I'm like, I have all this free time and I had no idea how to use it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, and I was like, this is, I don't know what to do. Like I was freaking out because I didn't know what to do. And then, um, just little by little, I just started doing things or um, addressing things in my life that I was putting off mm-hmm. um, or I was distracting myself with with my busy schedule. Yep. I was like, I can't deal with this right now because I have ten hundred other things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and even when I was busy, I was just neglecting my like basic needs, like mm-hmm. eating three meals a day, yep. <laughs> you know, things Sleeping like Sleeping
0: regularly, drinking water, like yeah,
1: taking time just to like. Be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for real. Um, so I think I just started off with just like fixing those basic needs, like yeah. those foundational needs, like okay, let's start eating three meals a day and not just vending machine snack foods <laughs> that yeah. I would eat in the library all the time. Oh, I do not miss <laughs> those days of college, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that got me like eating better. Um, that even just helped me, like in general, like. Because I started working out. They gave me more energy to mm-hmm. work out. And then I also have diabetes. I have type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I saw my blood sugars get a lot better as well. And I was like, I should have done this a lot sooner.
0: But... So this is actually how you adult.
1: Not what I was doing before. Like, yeah. this is adulting. Yeah, for real. And, <laughs> and so... none of us do it. <laughs> no. Like, I hate going to the grocery store. I don't know. I absolutely despise (laughs) it. So if I could go, like, a whole month without going to the grocery store, I would. I don't know. There's just something about going into the store (laughs) and having to figure out my meals for the week while shopping. I was like, no, I don't like doing that. And so I was like, since I don't like doing that, why don't I make a game plan before going into the store, just get my stuff and leave? And Mm -hmm. now I enjoy going to the store now because – I've made it so much simpler on myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, that was just, like, that – even though I just, like, fixed that one thing, like, eating three meals a day, it sort of, like, had good side effects for, like, a lot of areas mm-hmm. in my life I didn't expect. Um, and so, yeah, that was nice. And then um, now that I had time, I found, like – also don't like cleaning <laughs> and I was like, I need to fix that because like I need to like keep my house clean just mm-hmm. to help me like feel better too right. um and so I was like, if I just spend like five minutes a day cleaning something
2: mm-hmm. um
1: it'll just make my life easier instead of like just spending a whole like Saturday cleaning everything yeah um and so that was also nice, just made it a lot easier on myself like spending you know five to ten minutes each day cleaning something um and also have the messiest roommate that doesn't clean anything and uh, I'm really bad at confronting them about being like hey it's your turn to wash the dishes I've washed it like every day this week it's your turn and so uh yeah (laughs) I'm still really bad at that (laughs) but yeah um so that was another thing and then the exercise just I don't know, just getting, like, 10 minutes of exercise mm-hmm. in a day was, just gives you... I don't know. It makes me feel really good. It gives me a lot of energy. Um, also, it also helps with my diabetes as well. Yeah. Um, and so, that was a good thing that I've implemented into my, like, everyday um, schedule. Mm-hmm. And that I'll continue even after yeah. um, quarantine and everything. Um, and... I don't know, just little <laughs> basic. And then, like, just self-care. Just mm-hmm. making sure, like, I'm doing good. Because I'm always, like, worrying about other people and mm-hmm. taking care of other people that sometimes I get so caught up doing that, I forget to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I get burnt out. I get tired. I get, like, irritated. And it's not good because um, I'm, like, neglecting my own, like, health sometimes. Yeah. And so um, I just, like took some time I do not even know it's like first I thought that was so selfish that I was taking time for myself but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not like just to like absolutely to self-evaluate and be like okay how are you doing you know you may be like take like a five minute nap and you'll be okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know
0: it's like that Snickers commercial like yeah have a Snickers you'll be good yeah um I think especially for people who like kind of see being productive and being useful as like a big part of like their purpose or like their role in the world Mm -hmm. sometimes it's really hard to like take because that's how am I going to wear this that's a a thing a person does it's not a thing a person is yeah which is horrible English, and my like <laughs> philosophy professors are gonna like crush her. um but I think so often we tie what we do to our to like our worth mm-hmm. and when we look at everybody else and we only see what you know is their public like the front of the house we only see the outside of the house, yeah um or like on Instagram or whatever, we only see the pictures they choose to put up. And so we compare our whole self and mess and everything that everyone carries around to just their pretty manicured outside of their house. Mm-hmm. And it creates this like feedback loop of like, well, I'm not doing well, like I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to Um you know I'm a bad person or I'm not worthy and so now I got to do all this other stuff and fill my day yeah and then I'm I'm stressed out but there there no one else is stressed out about this so then I'm doing something wrong and it kind of creates a feedback loop and this like com- trap of like comparison yeah and so I think when we were all kind of forced to like go home and be <laughs> by ourselves
1: uh-huh
0: I think for some of us and I'm gesturing to myself even though this is an audio podcast (laughs) um you know I identify with this a lot is like I had to kind of confront of like am I my productivity am I my job or am I me like and so I could have chosen to like ignore that or like dive into it and I think um you were kind of talking a little bit about that and I kind of wanted to toss that up to see kind of as a student leader and people and someone who has you know walked with people a lot and mm-hmm. uh gone to retreats and been retreat leaders and like you know lived that college life more recently than me um you know I know we've talked about a little bit of like um self um self-acceptance and mm-hmm. and worthiness and things like that so I wanted to kind of yeah. toss that up um to see like how your story with that has been and then how kind of the quarantine and kind of the state of the world now has affected that
1: yeah well I had a huge identity crisis honestly <laughs> <laughs> oh man um just thinking back in high school my motto was like just fake it till you make it Mm-hmm and, like, in like, thinking, like, reflecting on that now, I'm just like, that was not, not the way to do it. Um, and so, yeah, being a small group leader, I was very insecure. And I think some people might be shocked to hear that. Um, because I remember, like, after my first small group meeting, um, everyone was like, it went well. Like, everyone was giving me good f- feedback. Mm-hmm. It went well. I enjoyed it. da. da, da, da. Um, but then, um, before the next small group meeting the next week, I was crying. Like I was like crying cause I was doubting myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm not the person to do this. There's someone way better than me than do this. Like I shouldn't be doing this. Like, no, like I was really like doubting my abilities and who I was. I was just like, no, I'm not the right person to do this. There's someone way better, um, like I was crying before my first meeting, mm-hmm. having this panic attack, and literally in my car, I just like cleaned up, and I was like, "All right, time for the meeting. Like, just <laughs> do it." Um, and so, yeah, just, um, I don't know. Just I always put on this, I guess the "fake it till you make it" mm-hmm. mentality. That, yeah. um, where am I going with this? Hmm. This before a lot of things. I remember, like, even before talks and after talks, and <laughs> anything where I was like put into a spotlight, I was like, I don't know, just, I was always very critical of myself. Mm-hmm. And, even after I did it and got feedback that I did well, I would not accept it. Cause I was like, I could have done better. There could have been something that could have been better. Um, I messed up this. Like Mm -hmm. it was always like very critical um, and like negative, like negatively thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought about this a while ago, like, I was so mean to myself. Mm-hmm. I was um very harsh and um and I didn't I didn't really understand why because like when I when I was reflecting on it, I was like, why was I so mean to myself? Because I was the only one that understood everything I was going through and um everything that was going on. People only saw what was on the outside. I saw everything that was going on in my life right. and what was happening and um yeah, I was so, like, harsh to myself, and I should have been the person, like, nicest to mm-hmm. myself, so that makes sense. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, um, those of us
0: who kind of struggle with that negative self-talk, like, we say things to ourselves that we would never in a million years say to another being, whether it's a human or an animal or anything. Like, we would never speak that way to another living being, but yeah. we say that stuff to ourselves.
1: Yeah. And so exactly. And so like anyone I talked to, I was like I was always nice to everyone and like I would never want anyone to feel like how I felt mm-hmm. and and so I was always I was always like um bubbly or energetic or making people laugh like um always i uh, making jokes and stuff just cuz I don't know on the inside I was like a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> um and so I sort of hid that with um I don't know the smile I had on all the time. Mhm. And, um, I don't know, I guess I just got tired of always hiding everything with a smile that it's mm-hmm. just like all those, and in quarantine, in quarantine, really, um, being alone and, um, not really having all those distractions <laughs> from, mm-hmm. like, um, keeping me from dealing with it, it all really came up and just made me realize, um, how bad it, it got and how, um. I don't know. It's something I've always, I've looked back at, um, like my old prayer journals Mm -hmm. and (laughs) from going back to like 2015, I've been dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Um, I always like not feeling good enough, not feeling, um, not really like feeling unvaluable or feeling worthless. Mm Um, and you know, like feelings like that. Um, but I don't know, just, like, learning to like myself. Mm. It sounds really bad. It sounds sad, but, I don't know, just learning to like myself and not needing, um, like, validation from other Mm -hmm. people to know that I'm liked and just, like, sort of just accepting who I am myself. Mm. Um, And it was, like, really hard for me to take compliments because, like, I didn't believe them, so I never felt like when people said them, they were sincere, even Mm -hmm. though they were. They honestly were. Um, I just didn't feel that way because, like – I didn't believe that about myself, so I thought they were just saying... Anytime I got compliments, I was like, oh, they're just saying that to be nice. Yeah. Like, they don't really mean it. They're just saying it to be nice. Um, but, yeah, in quarantine, when I was just stuck with myself, <laughs> I was like, I guess I have to learn to like myself because, like, I'm the only person I got right now. So, yeah. um, just little by little, it's, like, it's still hard because I'll, like, I'll compliment myself and then I'll cringe because I'm like, "Yeah, Ugh. Like, that was so, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> um i don't know just like i was like that's sort of conceited though like you know like thinking you're cool or whatever yeah. but it, it's not it's it's not really there's like a difference between confidence and cockiness oh, absolutely and, um i don't know just little by little just learning um that you know like oh maybe I, like i am good at these not mm-hmm. maybe i am <laughs> i am good at these things um or um Yeah, just learning to be really, like, patient with myself, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely more patient. And honestly, um, tearing my ACL and going through recovery honestly helped me see that Mm -hmm. because um, when I was recovering, I wanted to do it as quickly as possible. Like, (laughs) I didn't – I didn't want to, like, go through all this pain. I just, like (laughs) – I wanted everything to – like, all my muscle to be back, everything to be fixed within, like, two months yeah that did not happen I laughed
0: because I was spinning circles on my boot after I severely sprained my ankle like the next day yeah <laughs> so like <laughs> we 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 have a lot in common.
1: yeah so yeah recovery was very hard for me just because how slow it was uh-huh. and I also tore my meniscus so that meant I was gonna be I was on crutches for six weeks Yep. And there was nothing I could do about it I had to be on crutches for six weeks and I was like (laughs) oh man it was so like stressful I was just like I just want things to be done and I'm like this in anything I do I just want it to be done as quickly as possible and over with um but yeah in the recovery process and knee surgery that does not happen like I'm 11 months out and it's still still working progress and so um yeah, even my physical therapist when I was in physical therapy, um, I would try to do my workouts as quickly as possible, get them over with, and like be out as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Britney, slow down, like take a break if you need to." I almost passed out during physical therapy one time, dude, <laughs> um, dude. <laughs> and she's like, "All right, enough, go home." But um, no, uh, but they're like, "Slow down, like you know, take a break if you need mm-hmm. to." And I'm like, "No, I'm fine. I can do this." Um. I don't know, just because I was like, if I don't do this, like, faster, like, then I'm, like, weak or whatever. But even though I I wasn't I mean, my leg was weak, and I had to accept that my leg is not where it was, Mm -hmm. you know, before. Um, But I was like, no, I just need to, like, push as hard as I can, and it'll just happen. Like, my leg will just get better all of a sudden. (laughs) I was very delusional. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but – yeah. It was like, I remember it was like my fourth month of physical therapy and I got a new physical therapist and, um, she was looking at my like progress and she's like, you know, like your life looks really good. And I was like, does it, does it really? Like, I don't think it does. Like I, I still can't jump. <laughs> like it took me four weeks to learn how to like relearn how to lift my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no, like it looks really good for like, um, like for where you're at and she's like well if they put it in this way she really changed my perspective she was like put it this way an athlete who tears their acl just acl um it, at four months with the best physical therapist best equipment best everything it's even at four months they're not at they're like where they were like they're not back at their normal right and i was like you know what you're right like i made i've made good progress um, for our, where I'm at and with what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, like, from that, I learned to celebrate, like, the little victories mm-hmm. and the progress to celebrate um, celebrate my progress instead of um, thinking about how I was lacking in perfection or right. how I was lacking in reaching my goal. Um, and I sort of took that into um, just – other things I'm doing so like going back to like working out um I started I've had to work out by myself because I don't go to physical therapy anymore Mm -hmm. um and so I was like I wanted to like start back out with um doing like harder workouts and like Mm -hmm yeah Worst no idea I was ever <laughs> I was setting myself up for failure was Absolutely, what I was doing a lot of pain, yeah, and so no, I just had to accept where I was at, which was you know like no leg muscle, mm-hmm. <laughs> find an exercise that works with that, and just from there just celebrate you know doing like two sets day Mm -hmm. or or like and then next week maybe add another exercise and like celebrating the the little victories the and celebrating the progress um I've totally forgot what the initial question was
0: that's okay um one of the the
1: biggest things that I've learned
0: um in kind of returning to athletics in my slightly older age um and it took a teammate to like pull me aside because I kept trying and trying this one skill, could not get it, couldn't get my brain around it, but I come hell or high water. I was going to get this skill Uh and she skated over to me and she pulled me to the side. She's like, like literally I fell probably over a hundred times within the span of like 20, 30 minutes. And It was to a point where I was not able to even get back up because just everything was hurting. And she's like, first of all, she's like, what are you going to accomplish if you literally fall and cannot get up off the floor?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And second thing, she's like, you give everyone else so much grace and you're such a cheerleader for everyone else. Why aren't you being your own cheerleader right now? Yeah. Because I was the only one in that area working on that skill. Um, And this, the sport that I play is the first time I think I've ever played a sport that did not come naturally to me. And so as an adult playing a sport that like is the first time you've ever had to like, oh crap, I actually not good at this is like totally like fed into that negative talk feedback loop that, you know, I struggle with. And so, um, I keep that, um, skater in my mind whenever that kind of stuff happens Mm -hmm. um now I forgot where I was going with this I don't know I (laughs)
1: felt like we started off with a question and completely went off absolutely that's what podcasts do (laughs) I was like (laughs) what was I talking about to begin with um
0: oh now I know where I was going with that um and so Like, the importance of giving yourself grace and mercy Mm -hmm. and, like, being, like, the only person I have to compare myself to is myself. Yeah. And so, and it's only yesterday's Casey. It's not 10 years ago's Casey when I was 30. Yeah. Or, like, high school Casey when I was playing multiple sports. Like, the only Casey I have to compare myself to is last practice Casey. Mm Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm doing better than that, Casey, then I had a good practice. Yeah. Um, and whenever we are practicing it in season, I have um in a shorter version, that phrase post it to my mirror in my bathroom. Yeah. Um, because the first thing I get home, I have to pee. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's the first thing I see when I get home from practice is like. Are you better than last week's Casey? And that's the only thing I have to worry about. I don't have to compare myself to people who have been roller skating their whole life or playing roller derby for 15 years or just are natural, like, crazy athletes and only have to see something once. And I'm just like, I literally taught that to you. Yeah. (laughs) I can't do it. Um but it's one of those things that like I love and I'm going to keep doing because it brings me joy, even yeah. though I'm not actually very good at it. <laughs> I'm much better at teaching it than doing it. But uh-huh. um, And I think a lot of times when we try new things or we hit a, a wall, we tend to want to be like, oh, well, I'm not good at it. Let me move on to the next thing. Yeah. And in reality, it's just something that like that's part of the – learning process Mm -hmm. but we're so quick to to find something
1: we're naturally good at yes so then we don't have to try so hard yes (laughs) that was me in high school or I guess yeah um always it was like if I don't get it the first time then I'm never gonna get it but I know that like
0: so often um like it's when you're able to take the like thousand foot view of things and like you'll see oh well like this is my what I'm doing in my school life and this is what I'm doing in my like career and like mm-hmm. oh yeah this is I tend to like you know yeah avoid any personal confrontation like um <laughs> but so often like when it comes to things of faith or things of God like we mm-hmm. tend to be like oh I can't take that same perspective like the same things won't work yeah when looking at my faith life or working it looking at my journey, um, even though all of those same struggles, because it's you that's struggling with them. You pull that into every part of your life, but we think there's some different answer, Mm -hmm. um, for faith life. So, um, not to be like, Oh, it's, it's a CCM podcast. So we got to talk about God. Um, but I think like a lot of what, uh, you've talked about If you take the word three meals a day or exercise out, it's, you know, I got, had time to actually pray that I never got to pray during Mm -hmm. school or like, um, I get to just sit and, you know, go to the park and be in nature yeah, and just think about, you know, holy things or whatever people do. It's not my thing, (laughs) um, but some people like to be out in nature and see God and things, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah, I'm too ADD for that, um, but like people tend to put a wall between mm-hmm. life and spirituality and in reality, like no, you're okay. the same person and everything. So like mm-hmm. how has like your journey to like um be a better friend to yourself mm-hmm. and like work on your your health and your um just kind of self-care, how how is that translated into your
1: spiritual mm-hmm. life? That's a good question. Um, Yeah, so that all um, really ties into a struggle I had seeing myself as a daughter of God. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, (laughs) Because I do have a father wound. And so Mm -hmm. that sort of hinders me from seeing myself as a loved daughter. Right. Um, And so learning, um, healing those wounds Mm. was very painful. Yes. And, um, taking care of myself and being a friend to myself and learning, um, to love myself has helped me to see myself in a perspective of how God sees me. Mm. Um, um, yeah, just seeing myself in a better way um and sort of stop believing in those lies I've mm-hmm. always thought about myself that I'm unlovable, mm-hmm. I'm worthless, I have no purpose, and uh so on and so on, or mm-hmm. I'm not good enough um it's sort of like how do I put it like I get. Oh like I don't know like those lies have gripped my heart for so long Mm -hmm. they're sort of like one by one being torn off yeah um and so yeah just putting that back into spiritual life um it's sort of helping me see myself as a daughter of god and living as one as well so like what sort of things have
0: you found that has helped you okay. be a- able to overcome some of those
1: those uh, things kind of gripping your heart? Um, well, first, I had to identify what those lies were. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a prayer journal, so I wrote these down. I was like, okay, when I get in this, like, train of thought of, like, feeling down on myself, what lies do I think of? And so mm-hmm. I wrote down, like, every single one. And then um, I wrote the opposite of it. So if it was like, I am unlovable, I put it, I am lovable. And Mm -hmm. then I'd find like a Bible verse, like John 3, 16, for God to love the world, he gave his only son. And I would like write a Bible verse Mm -hmm. um, that proved that that was the truth. So these lies are lies for a reason. And I believed them because of like evidence in my life of how people treated me, how Mm -hmm. my dad talked to me. Um, things in my life that sort of, like, gave evidence that this lie is real.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I sort of undid that by writing the truth and those, like, and, um, like, uh, providing new evidence for Mm -hmm. why that, (laughs) that is the truth. Um, It's, and so, like, um, I'd put it a Bible verse or a moment where God has showed me Mm -hmm. um, that that's true or, like, When I was like, I don't have a purpose in life. Well, the truth is, I have a purpose in life. Jeremiah um, 2911. Mm -hmm. And then I would also write, like, a personal experience or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: So, almost like it gave you
0: something ready to, like, counter whenever that popped up. You're like, no, it's this.
1: Yes. And that's, like, it's really effective whenever, like, um, you do, like, feel like you're not good enough. And you're like, wait, no, because... Mm -hmm. And then yeah, you can um you can sort of argue that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, you definitely wrestle with yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not an easy process because um definitely like past trauma or experiences will come up and yeah. you'll have to deal with those too as they come along the way. Um but I learned like when dealing with that friends mm-hmm. um people around you, your family um anyone that you could talk to, even if you need to go to a therapist oh absolutely <laughs> go to a therapist like that really helps a lot too mm-hmm. um I know
0: I'm one of the biggest advocates for like um people who are really struggling with with kind of spiritual things to also like you know go go talk to a counselor as well mm-hmm. because like. Again, there's no, like, compa- like we try to compartmentalize things, yes. but that's not actually how things work. Uh-huh. And so the importance of, like, caring for your spiritual life and not caring for yourself, um, for your mental health,
2: mm-hmm. is
0: almost like, you know, kind of hobbling yourself. Like, yeah, you'll be able to kind of hop along, but, like, you're not going to be able to do the things... In life that you're called to do mm-hmm. because you're constantly dragging this, this thing with you that you haven't kind of worked on. Yeah. Same way with people who want to go talk to a counselor, counselor. It's like, it would also behoove you to go talk to someone, um, you know, about your
1: spiritual life
0: mm-hmm. because they go hand in hand.
1: Yeah. For sure, um, you're actually the one that told me to go see a therapist. Uh, you're like Brittany, go. And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, No, go. And like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I forced myself to turn in that paper, yep. and I did it. And That's always I'm the so hardest glad. thing.
0: Every, um, yeah. Um. I know that was one of the hardest things for me. Um. When I had to reach out to a a grief counselor, was that initial phone call, like. Mm-hmm. Just I almost made myself like throw up. I was so nervous and did not (laughs) want to make that phone call. But it was it was one of the best things I did. Yes. And so like every student who's like, man, like I have the paper. I'm like, I know that's the hardest walk ever to go turn in that piece of paper. Yeah, I've never, as far as I am aware, had a student regret turning in that piece of paper and talking to someone, even if it's just a one time thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Um just to have someone who has no connection to you be like, I feel you, I see you. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. Yes. And like your experience is valid. Um, because sometimes you just need that person who has no skin in the game. Yes. To kind of be like, you're not you're not imagining things. You're not Mm -hmm. as awful as you think you are. Yeah. Um Because a lot of people assume like, oh, that's Casey. Like she's paid to be nice to me. (laughs) And in some ways a little bit, but you guys know me well enough. I'm not going to say something that I don't believe. I'll find a way around it. (laughs) I'll be like, you're doing a great job. Um, And then quickly leave the conversation. Uh Um, And so, but like, I know that for me, but I know on the other side, sometimes it's really hard when you're in the thick of it to, to realize, you know, oh, this person is being, you know, honest and upfront mm-hmm. with me. They're not just trying to to be nice to me so I leave their office. Yeah. So having that kind of um that dual I don't want to say dual attack. But like, <laughs> you know, two specialties kind of helping, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's two sides of the same coin. Yes. Because it's how we see the world and it's how we receive the world mm-hmm. is both through our mental health and our spirituality. Yeah. And so if one side isn't taken care of, it skews how you see the world and it skews mm-hmm. everything that comes in.
1: Yeah, it, for so. sure. It really does. Because um, like how I viewed myself really uh, messed with how um, I thought how God viewed me or mm-hmm. how God cared for me. Or I didn't, at like some point, I didn't even know like that God, like, um, like, <laughs> yeah, just how God sees me and... um and, like, he cares for me and he loves me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was very hard for me to believe that just because of what I've gone through and mm-hmm. my trauma and stuff. So um, dealing with that, it's gotten better. Like, it's still there. It's still a work yeah. in progress. And I think it's something I, like, will always deal with a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I can tell, like, looking back two years ago when I still lived at home, like, how much I've grown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yes they do spirituality um you know and your mentality and just like how you how you take care of yourself physically
2: mm-hmm.
1: you are body and soul yeah. you know so and they're one together and yeah and so yeah when one's suffering you know they all sort of go hand in hand yeah so i definitely learned that and just like I guess, learning to accept myself and who I am and where I'm at, um, letting go of those, like, really high expectations I mm-hmm. thought I had for myself. Like, I was pre-med and in <laughs> um, college, and I was going to be a doctor. And by the time, like, I had this whole, like, I'm going to be a doctor. And when I be a doctor, then I'll get married, have kids. Like, yep, I and, remember. <laughs> and none of that happened. I took, like, a huge turn and was like, I don't want to be a doctor. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be a teacher because that's what I actually enjoy doing. And mm-hmm. this is what I, like, I want to do. And it's not something I'm doing because um, it makes my parents proud when they hear, like, because it was like, oh, I'm being a doctor. My parents were so happy to hear that. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, let's, let's change that. No. <laughs> um, I actually want to be a teacher. Um, they are still very supportive. Um, but, like, not having – not doing something because I it looked good to other people. Right. Or um, I was trying to, you know, meet other people's expectations and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, but, yeah, just learning about um, – just learning to accept myself and who I am. Um, and all that is, got me, um, to start thinking about like God's plan for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, uh, young, when I was younger, I never, um, I never, re- I don't know. People's like, oh, God has a plan for you. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like always dismiss that. Cause I was like, does he like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. And so, um, just. I don't know. I didn't really dream for myself. I don't know. I never thought it was like when I was like people were like, "Oh, I dream of doing this or that." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't really. I don't know. I don't really dream. I don't, I don't. I don't know why I didn't. I just never thought it was practical to have like these unrealistic like dreams. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. But You're
0: a little more of a realist, it seems. Yeah,
1: but I just wanted to say like, um, accepting who I am. And then, how do how I put this? But just becoming the person um, who God calls me to be mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, becoming this person I don't want to be because I don't know, don't want to disappoint my parents or right. don't want to disappoint the people around me or. Um, or because I have these unrealistic like expectations on myself. Um, I don't know, just God's plan. I always just wanted God to just sit down next to me and like, okay, just tell me everything I need to do step by step and I'll do it. Like just that would be me. so much
0: easier. <laughs>
1: right? Um, instead, so, um and I was like, I don't wanna figure this out. Like just tell me what to do and i will do it. And of course, like he'd never answer that prayer. No, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but In quarantine, I sort of got to figure that out for myself, like, trying new things and um, learning things about myself. Like, who is Brittany? Who Mm -hmm. am I? Who has God – who is God calling me to be? Who I am – like, who am I right now? Um, And who is God calling me to be? Um, And so, I don't – like you said earlier, like, I found a lot of joy and fun in doing that. Mm -hmm. And I found fun in the journey of doing Mm -hmm. that. And I was, like, it hit me in adoration. And I was, like, I get it now why you didn't just tell me step-by-step step what to do. Because yep. that's no fun. No. Like, no. Like, just doing things and maybe failing at them is a lot more fun than, you know, just getting, like, a, a piece of paper with everything to do. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I find fun in, like, the unexpected things. Yeah. I like when, like, unexpected, like, crazy things happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I told you how my car caught on fire. And... <laughs> I received a box of cookies in the middle of a church parking lot at 12 o'clock at night. And I don't know, it's, I've had the strangest experiences and I don't know, it's, uh, there's so much fun mm-hmm. in, um, sort of just like on this, um, self-discovery um, of who you are and who God is calling you to be. Um, it like, it doesn't have to be, um, I don't know, like stressful, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can have fun in it and, you know, keeping God as your focus and, you know, um, at the center of everything. And, you know, like how they say, like for the, um, what is it? Um, for the glory of God, like, you know, for like Mm -hmm. doing everything for him, like whatever you do, do for him. Um, just, yeah, just sort of, discovering um, God's dream for me, I guess, mm. has been, like, I guess, to tie up everything yeah. that's um, been going on, um, and it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, I was always, like, wondering, like, who am I? Like, who am I? Well, why not ask God? He's the one that made you. <laughs> like, <laughs> he knows everything about you. Like, mm-hmm. he'll, like, lead you on this um, journey. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been great. Um, it's like it's a hard you know healing mm-hmm. and stuff like that but
0: um, and so now yeah. you'll have some really cool things the next time you're you know asked to introduce yourself you can talk about all the fun new things that you've learned how to do yeah <laughs> on your journey um, for sure
1: I was like yeah
0: so thank you, Brittany, for coming on the podcast. I know this is not something you would normally do, but as no. part of your journey, <laughs> you said yes, um, and we did not talk about anything that we had actually planned to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's right. that's the fun of the of the Conway Catholic podcast. So thanks for uh, being on there, and we'll uh, we'll be around in a couple weeks. All Bye, right. everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Conway Catholic Podcast. If you would like to know more about Conway Catholic, the ministries we do here in Central Arkansas, or want to reach out to me with some cool ideas on guests or features for future podcasts, you can reach out to us at conwaycatholic.com. Thanks again for listening.